Welcome to episode two of the Stop to Think podcast. For this episode, I thought we would talk about autonomous cars, actually. I figured it would be a pretty good step back from the more serious topic we talked about in episode one. So that's what we're going to do. So autonomous cars. Just first thoughts that come to my mind are that they're going to definitely revolutionize our whole entire society. There's many YouTube videos and probably even books by now floating around that go into this topic in much greater depth than I'm going to hear. But from what I've kind of gathered, just as a mostly uninformed observer with a science background, is that uh, autonomous cars kind of have a potential to completely revolutionize our society. Because ultimately, I think the end goal is to reach a point where these companies are selling transportation as more of a service instead of it being like a physical asset that's sold. So like right now in our current system, if you want to be able to get places without having to rely on like public transportation, you pretty much either got to buy a bike or a car and then you own that. And then you can transport yourself as much as you want. However much you want pretty much, but in our current system, there's obviously a bit of a barrier to entry there because for some people, they might just care about getting from point A to point B. And so paying the overhead cost to actually get a vehicle to get them to point from point A to point B probably isn't necessarily worth it or a great use of their resources. So for these people, the transportation as a service model is by far a better trade-off for them. Now, currently, like in some big cities or in most cities and most places now, we have like Uber and Lyft and straight up good old taxi services and all these services are already in the business of providing transportation, but their overheads and their costs are way higher than they necessarily would be in an autonomous car situation. Because if you think about it with a regular taxi service or a regular Uber driver, the car isn't necessarily going to be the most expensive part of that transaction. What you're paying for is more than just a ride. You're also paying for another person in a sense. And into that wage has to be figured in the costs of basically living or a person needing to survive off whatever they're making, providing that transportation service. And so if you take the person out of the equation and you just have a car that's going to drive around without a driver dropping people off, well, essentially you're cutting off a decent amount of the cost. And so that ultimately is kind of what I've understood is the long-term goal of companies like Tesla or these other companies that are starting to push the autonomous cars. They basically want to be able to sell transportation. And so they'll come into like a region or some place and they'll set up probably like car kiosks or car barracks or motor pools that'll basically have cars that are just constantly driving around the city offering rides to people who probably hail them with some sort of app 
and then at that point the car is pretty much just charging you for driving you from point a to point b which would be a much cheaper transaction than having to pay a person to do that for you because with a car you have the cost of the car itself and then you basically have fuel costs or in the case of tesla electricity costs and then i guess tire wear costs and maintenance costs but you don't have to worry about the human cost to it which in most cases is the most expensive so what are the ramifications of this of going to a system in which we now have car companies that are basically offering to sell you transportation as a service instead of transportation as like something you provide yourself with one of their products well the first ramification that i can think of would be that it's not going to work everywhere because it might be fine and dandy and efficient enough to have hundreds maybe thousands of cars autonomously circling in like a large major city but if you start getting into those more rural areas of the country the united states that is or not necessarily even rural areas but areas where you have uh, much greater distances between the places that people want to go then you kind of start running into problems Specifically, like, in the case of the first example that comes to mind would be, like, Christmas dinners or Thanksgivings or holidays. A lot of people in the country live within that weird two-hour circle of most of their family. And so, like, within that circle, for some people, it might be up to four hours. It kind of depends on your personal choice and uh, population density there you live in, but... Basically, anything farther than that circle, you would opt to take some form of transportation that's not driving. But anything within that circle, you'd probably choose to drive yourself there. And two hours is potentially vastly different differences, diff- different distances for different people. Like out in the sticks, like in the wide open prairie of South Dakota or North Dakota or Minnesota, those places, a two-hour drive will get you probably 150 miles if you're on interstate, maybe like 130 if you're driving highway. Whereas like a two-hour drive in a highly metropolitan area might just get you like across the city. So in one instance, If you're doing a two-hour drive across the city with an autonomous car, well, then when the car arrives to its other destination, point B, it's still in the city and there's still other people for it to be able to basically like pick up and chauffeur around. But in the case of like trying to supply people autonomous cars off in rural places, that same business model doesn't really work as well because you have all these people who are living in almost an agrarian society still at this point. I joke a little bit with that, but all these people who are living spaced out dramatically to the point at which the amount of time that they'd have to wait for an autonomous car to show up to pick them up and the amount of time it would take that car to return somewhere useful after they have picked that person up or the amount of time it would take the car to take a person 
from like say a random airport to uh, a destination that's kind of off the beaten path, you're kind of looking at a situation in which that car is really taking a major hit in productivity. And if you're a wise businessman, you're obviously going to charge for any decrease in productivity, which means that like using an autonomous car, either the company that's providing the service, the overall transportation service is going to have to take a hit to their profits, or they're just not going to be able to provide this service to areas that don't have like a certain required level of like population density. So that's thought one would be how autonomous cars might not necessarily work out in rural places. And so basically what I'm saying is for the near term, at least, unless they can drastically decrease the cost of these autonomous cars. And I'd kind of heard mutterings, at least, that like the initial intention was actually for the cost of an autonomous car to increase like after they're fully autonomous, like basically you pay like 30 to 70,000 right now for a standard Tesla might be more than that. It's been a while since I've looked, but once they have the autonomous system fully figured out, I'd kind of, I thought that I'd heard that they were going to charge drastically more than that because now instead of offering just a vehicle, they're offering something that could be used to like, generate revenue for someone potentially. And then it becomes more of like a purchase equivalent to like a trucking company buying a new semi than just a person buying a personal vehicle. So with that being the case, I guess I don't, I would not think just thinking about this, that completely doing away with traditional vehicles altogether, vehicles driven by humans is going to be feasible for the foreseeable future. It might eventually in some far off time when we've expanded cities so much that they cover like the surface of the whole entire planet, Star Wars style. But um, up until that point, so long as you have people who are trying to travel out to scarcely populated areas, you're not really going to have like a whole lot of ability as a company to sell transportation as a service to those people. Those people are going to want to be able to drive themselves and they're going to want to have a vehicle available to them to take them there and take them back and to basically be tied up with them specifically. But overall, if you do think about it from a, a logical perspective, cars are kind of an interesting pur purchase in the respect that you do buy a car, but ultimately after you have it, it spends the majority of its time sitting around. Like most people will drive, if you're really unlucky, it's not gonna be this case, but for most people, actually I'm not entirely sure. There's probably a statistic for this and I don't know it and I'm not gonna take the time to look it up right now either. I leave that to you, the listener, to find out if you're that curious, but I would anticipate that most people probably have a commute that's like less than half an hour or something like that. Probably less than an hour for sure. So you have maybe two hours of driving a day with your vehicle, but the remaining 22 hours of the day, your car is basically just going to be parked somewhere, sitting, hanging out, not doing anything. So in terms of resource usages, yeah, it's 
pretty painful to shell out thousands of dollars for something that spends literally like, uh, math is hard. 22 24ths. So 11 twelfths of its time sitting around doing absolutely nothing. That's a lot of wasted time basically. So if you could have an autonomous car that could like do deliveries for you while you're not using it or carry other people around while you're not using it, then voila, you basically tap into a bunch of hidden productivity that you could be paid for that beforehand was just going unused. But that's not without its uh, downsides too though, because if you think about it, when you buy a personal car, what exactly are you paying for? Well, for a lot of people, you're paying for freedom. Of that, there's no doubt. But a lot of people have an almost intimate relationship with their car. As in, it's kind of personal and they have a lot of their personal junk in it. Junk or valued possessions, whatever you prefer. And so with this this stuff being in the car... It's not exactly an environment that you just want to be randomly sharing with strangers. And also, given the variety of strangers out there, you would be very leery of like the risks involved with allowing other people to use your car when you're not using it. Because I'm sure that there's going to be insurance liability and all sorts of stuff that's going to have to be sorted out like what if you uh, make your car available for ride sharing while you're at work and someone throws up in it or something like that? Or what if it's in a random accident or something like that? Like who's on the hook for that? Well, probably you most likely. But I feel like if insurance companies knew that your car was going to be used for commercial purposes like that, they'd probably opt to charge you higher insurance rates. And so that's kind of another point for larger companies like Tesla just offering transportation as a whole entire service because they're big enough to bear the insurance risk of any mishaps that might occur, damage to the car, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas you, an individual person, probably wouldn't necessarily want to be responsible for that. But yeah, getting back to the initial point, if you think about it, just the sheer amount of resources that go into building cars and the sheer amount of time that they spend sitting around idle doing nothing, it is pretty clear that the same absolute amount of driving, the same absolute amount of transportation requirements, the same absolute amount of trips from A to B could be done with far less cars just being used far more, thus saving resources and money for everyone involved. But the downside is that because of how our society is set up at this point, people aren't just randomly traveling throughout the day. We all kind of tend to basically travel at almost the exact same time or roughly the exact same time. That's why we have rush hours. So naturally, everyone's getting up and they're traveling at somewhere between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. in the morning. Well, five to nine, somewhere in there. We're going to have a bunch of people on the road, and then we're going to have a bunch of people on the road from like 11 to 1 for the lunch rush, and then we're going to have a bunch of people on the road from like 3 to 6 again with people traveling. And so ultimately, to make autonomous cars work as a provided service, 
a person would have to have enough autonomous cars available to basically meet peak demand if you were going to strip people of their ability to drive themselves, essentially. And I'm not saying strip is in like you take away existing cars. I'm just saying that over time, let's say that all car companies decide, you know what, we like this autonomous model. We like providing transportation as a service. It makes us way more money. So let's stop selling cars to individual people. And now I'd be really surprised if that ever happened because usually whenever there's an opportunity for someone to make a buck in the case of an opportunity to sell a car to a person, someone's going to fill that gap. But you never know with the right cozying up to the right lawmakers or something like that. Maybe it's possible that these big automotive companies could somehow basically, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, I could actually see that happening on the grounds of safety. So that was actually going to be my third point, but I guess we're going to kind of blend the two. Another consequence of uh, autonomous cars is the fact that they're going to be drastically more safe if we get them right than having human drivers. Now, as a human, obviously, that kind of hurts my feelings a bit because I like to think that, you know, a pretty safe driver and all that stuff. But at the same time, if you just think, Oh, like your own driving experiences. Think all those times where you're driving along and you're like reaching to get a drink of water or you're trying to eat sandwich or something like that, or you're trying to get a phone call started, or maybe you're just texting and driving, which is I think illegal in most places at this point, but I don't know that it's necessarily easily enforced because as a police officer, just like, imagining that I was one and driving around and trying to tell people are texting and driving like sure yeah if you have your phone up and on the top of the steering wheel it's pretty easy to see but if your phone isn't on the steering wheel or if it's like down lower it's pretty hard to call someone out on that so ultimately it's another one of those laws that are unenforceable unless you get like crazy with resources and technology so point being here that humans were easily distracted by so many things and when we're driving we're thinking about other stuff we got other stuff going on and so it's pretty easy for distracted driving to lead to accidents not to mention you have like accidents caused by substance abuse driving while under the influence all that nasty stuff that's no fun and so like it just is a completely and obvious like safety benefits to transition from having humans doing their driving to machines doing their driving because the machine that's driving you around is dedicated 100% to ensuring you're going to arrive safely at your destination. Whereas when you're driving yourself, you're not necessarily so committed at ensuring your safety. So tying this back together, It would not surprise me if at some point in the distant future, or heck, maybe even in the near future, that uh, someone got the uh, moxie together to basically pass a law that required everyone to have autonomous cars once they're available. And the grounds for this law would be that autonomous cars are better drivers than humans. And so as a result, the universal roadway safety of everyone is going to increase if no one is allowed to drive 
And I can imagine that that's going to raise a big stink with a lot of people because let's be real here. Driving is pretty fun. Not necessarily driving for long distances, but I definitely enjoy it myself. And I know plenty of people who do as well. So it's hard to imagine a world in which uh, people would just roll over and be okay with losing their driving privileges. But it would not surprise me if we had it forced upon us as part of that uh, it's for the greater good argument. So then if we're being forced to then use autonomous cars for our own safety, then we're kind of back into point one, which is doing that at a national level would be kind of another example of out of touch politicians passing legislation they have no business passing. So once again, using uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota is our example. Not a lot of people live in that part of the world. And so there's a lot of driving time and there's a lot of time spent going from one place to another place. It's not uncommon to have to drive like 15, 20, 80 minutes to get to like the next city or the next big city, next place with people. And so if that's kind of your environment that you're, you're working from, then having a politician basically ban you from owning your own car is going to kind of put you in a bind because then you're forced to use autonomous cars. And if the automakers of the autonomous cars are refusing to sell personal autonomous cars, you kind of end up in a situation where these people who live out in the sticks are going to be forced to disobey the law in that case if it's passed with black and white, no understanding of other places, because there's no way that they're going to be able to make it work to wait for autonomous cars to come pick them up from where they live and chauffeur them around. But beyond that, I think that the safety benefits are pretty enormous because just thinking about like the amount of accidents that happen every year, I don't remember what that statistic is either. So once again, the listener can go ahead and look that up. But I would bet that it's got to be around 30,000 at least. 30,000 people every year probably die as a result of auto accidents. So if switching to autonomous cars could save 30,000 lives a year, that's pretty substantial. And that's probably definitely worth considering. And I guess to that topic, are autonomous cars actually safer? Well, right now it kind of seems like they're not. Because every time an autonomous car has like an accident or something like that, it's a big ethical and I guess I'm trying to think of another word that would be good. Ethical is the first one that comes to mind. It's basically a big deal. Like I remember back, uh, might have been years at this point, when uh, Teslas were first trying their autonomous driving things and you'd have one occasionally hitting like uh medium of a road or something like that and it would be in the news and everyone would be freaking out and it'd be a big to do but what people are kind of forgetting is like accidents are so common that they're not really news at this point and we're, we just kind of have it built into the equation 
everyone accepts that, yeah, every time you get into a vehicle and drive somewhere, there is a legitimate chance that you could die. Probably a much better chance than the chance you get struck by lightning or win the lottery or any of that other fun stuff. So it's kind of one of those things where you really don't think about the risks you're taking. And because you don't think about it, you kind of tend to like blame the autonomous cars that are having these accidents for having accidents without realizing that the amount of accidents that these autonomous cars are already are having are already less than the amount of accidents that people are having on a adjusted basis. So basically what I'm saying here is that if autonomous cars were forced on us across the board, there isn't really a doubt that the rate of accidents would definitely go down like you'd have a lot more people able to drive who can't drive right now because a car would be doing the driving. You know, you'd have a lot more people who are now forced to drive more safely and speeding would no doubt be better enforced. And you'd have obviously the car always paying attention to the road and what's going on. It's truly one of those things where if we can get it to work, I think it's a definitely a net benefit to society. Because think of just like all the time that could be freed up once we go full autonomous where you basically hop in a car and you ride around and now you can use that time to do other stuff, whether it's actual work or trolling social media or who knows what it is, but you're no longer forced to spend your whole entire time paying attention to the road. And if you don't pay attention to the road, you're not risking your life anymore if you have a car doing the driving for you. So yeah, no doubt autonomous cars are going to be pretty awesome when they hit the scene. If we can figure out how to make them work for as many people as possible. Right now, if I could, I probably wouldn't be opposed to buying an autonomous car myself because to get to my nearest uh, family member, I have to do hour and 15 minute drive and to go home and see the parents it's like four hours currently i just listen to audiobooks during those trips and so it's not really a big deal for me but it certainly would be nice if i didn't have to spend you know four hours staring at a road and if i could use that time to do something else something else more productive something else that would be more fun something else that would be more entertaining the options are kind of endless but I guess is another consideration. These autonomous cars are definitely going to be a net benefit to society, but at what cost? Because obviously you have all these people who are currently in the uh, transportation industry who are basically doing the job of driving other people around. If autonomous cars go widespread, they're going to be out of a job. And so that certainly is one downside. And I guess it then becomes a question of like, does the net benefit of society, does the net benefit to society in terms of the cost of human lives 
saved basically and like the cheaper transportation and all that stuff is that worth the concentrated loss to the people who are working in the transportation industry and i honestly have no idea at this point and i don't think anyone's really run those numbers yet or maybe they have but if they have i haven't seen them but that's kind of the cost of all technological progress going back since the industrial revolution you kind of got to weigh the benefits to everyone to the cost of the people who get displaced. But if we're going with uh, every single life matters immensely and we must do everything to save every single person, then it's clear that autonomous cars are definitely a step in the right direction because they're going to be way safer once they're perfected than your average um, human-driven car. Now, of course, the downside is once we eventually have to start dealing with our robot overlords, we're going to have to worry about our cars trying to kill us too. Now, I'm kidding with that, hopefully, but um, AI is definitely another interesting aspect of this whole entire thing. Because if you think about it, an autonomous car is... A car in general is basically a weapon. It's a several ton hunk of metal hurling at... 60 miles per hour that's going to do serious damage if it starts hitting people so if autonomous cars can be hacked then that opens up a massive opportunity for like terrorist problems and like people taking advantage of it and using it to hurt other people but overall that's pretty much all i got for this episode i could probably say more but it's probably better to leave you guys wanting more discussion than less So in conclusion, I think autonomous cars are a good idea, but they got a lot of kinks that are going to have to be worked out. And there's definitely some ethical ramifications to them too that we didn't discuss, but it's all for now. Talk to you next episode.